Hey, before we get to this week's show, we want to stop and tell you about something else, the NPR One app. NPR One finds for you the best in public radio and beyond and puts it in one place, the NPR One app. We tell you about it every week, not just because we have to, though we do, but because it's an app that you can use and it is available in your app store. It's where you get all your apps. You can also get this app, NPR One. It's one of the apps on the App Store. Find NPR O-N-E on your App Store. The App Store, the number one place to find apps like NPR One. One thing you hear uh, from writers is that the, the hardest thing is to wake up every morning and do your job of, of writing, to write every day. Eric Larson, the guy who wrote The Devil in the White City, Thunderstruck, and his new book, Dead Wake, has a trick. The thing that I've had on is that the day before, I always stop in the middle of something, in the middle of a paragraph, often in the middle of a sentence. And, and the reason I do that is because then the next morning, when I sit down with my cup of coffee and my Oreo cookie, which is like my other shtick, when I sit down the next morning, I, I, I will be instantly productive. Does it ever eat at you, this uh, unfinished sentence in your head, and you just wish you could go back and do it before the next day? <laughs> well, yes, I mean, there are, it is it's a good question, because, because it is the case that, like, later in the day, I mean, some, you know, I may feel like, oh, gosh, that, you know, I know exactly how to end that sentence, and I know where to go next, but I have disciplined myself that, that no, it is best to just stop, let it sit there, and gel overnight, and, and things will be much better. Really? So you never cheat? I never cheat. No, I don't cheat. The danger is, the danger is, you know, you get up, you know, I stop at mid-sentence, and then, and then I finish the sentence, and then I'm like, oh, wait, I guess I finished that sentence. Where now? You know, and, and that has, that has happened on occasion. But the key thing is, the key thing is, I, I have, I have broken the meniscus of the day, if you will. I have, I have actually sat down at my computer. I have my cup of coffee, and you know, like I said, my oil cookie, and I have actually written something. And, I, and there I am at my desk. And that's, again, that's half the battle. Yeah. Do you, uh, are you working on something right now? I am. Do you have uh, a half-finished sentence uh, sitting on your... <laughs> no. Well, no, I, in terms of what I'm working on, I'm actually working on a book proposal okay. um, for my next project, and that's a different that's a different order of business altogether. Um, I would be delighted to share with you a half-finished sentence if I have one. So, you, but you don't apply this technique to like emails that you're dreading writing. <laughs> no. So, how did you uh, come upon this Oreo cookie thing? Really, writers are just masters of self-delusion, you know, and and self-trickery. And so, for me, it was that, uh, you know, the, the Oreo cookie, and, and by the way, this is a double-stuffed Oreo cookie. It's not just an ordinary Oreo cookie, because an ordinary Oreo cookie just wouldn't do it, right? You know, there's there's got to be a certain critical mass there if you're going to have one of these things, and you've got to limit yourself, by the way, to one. But anyway, what I hit on was that this, too, was a way to seduce myself to sitting down at, at, at my desk and at my computer. You know, you get a cup of coffee, you have this nice treat. It's, it's, I mean, it's like, it's like basic dog conditioning. Yeah. And how do you, how do you eat the Oreo? You know, I, if, you're, if you're asking me, do I take it apart, you know, the way some people do, and then, you know, gnaw off the, the, the creamy filling? No, no, I just, I just devour it. Okay. How many Oreos do you have around your house then? And do you, how do you refresh, replenish your stock? How often? <laughs> well, 
Actually, my, my, my wife is an enabler because uh, she will she will buy a, a bag of those things and and put it in the, the, the cabinet. And then what I do is I put it in a remote part of the, the house. So it's not in like the, the, the snack flyway, you know, if yeah. you will. It's like it's like sufficiently out of the way that I have to take some effort to find these things. But I'm pretty disciplined there too. I you know, I, I limit myself to one in the morning. If it's a bad day, if it's a bad writing day, um, then I allow myself to. Well, Eric, thank you so much for talking to us about this. No, no sure. This is very weighty stuff, so I hope, you, I hope it works for you. Eric Larson's new book is Dead Wake. He's also the author of Thunderstruck and Devil in the White City. And Thunderstruck. It's now the part of our show where we like to take a moment and thank our sponsors. This week, that's Stamps.com. Mailing and shipping can seem like a no-win situation. It's because nobody actually wins, right? There's no score. No one keeps score when they're mailing or shipping anything. Trips to the post office are time-consuming, and leasing a postage meter is expensive. There's a better way. It's Stamps.com. Buy and print official U.S. postage and Thunderstruck for any letter or package using your own computer. Go to Stamps.com to sign up for a special offer, a four-week trial, plus postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone, and enter everything. Hey, Caleb, what can we help you with? Um, basically, I listen to podcasts a lot on my lunch break, um, and I use headphones so I'm not bothering everyone around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm eating something crunchy, it's, like, impossible to hear. Like, I'm sure that you're familiar with, like, how, I don't know if echo chamber is really the right word, but, like, it just, all you can really hear is your own chewing. Oh, um, sure. I'm eating an apple or, or carrots or chips or anything like that. All that I can hear is my own crunching. Right, because it's in your mouth, which is, I guess, right. close to the ear canal. Yes. Huh. And, uh, you know, I, I really believe that the sound of chewing ruins anything. <laughs> I think that, that, that's fair. What, what kind of podcasts are you listening to? Is it, is it a lot of quiet stuff? I mean, it's mostly talk. I mean, a lot of what I listen to is more like the narrative-type podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's not... It's not very loud usually. It's just people talking at a relatively normal normal volume. And, uh, you know, you think about the way, you know, you're listening to a, sto- a powerful story and then right at the climactic moment, um, it's your pistachios. You know, that, that could be pretty horrible. Right. Yeah. It, it will is. completely ruin StoryCorps. Unless it's a story about carrots, in which case yeah, it could augment, augment the story. That's interesting. I'd like to hear what StoryCorps would sound like with just really loud, like inside the mouth kind of sound. We could we could play around with that. You mean like if there was a guy who had a an encounter with some carrots, mm-hmm. or maybe a carrot interviewing another carrot? Dad, do you do you remember how I used to be a baby carrot? Of course. And you were my daddy carrot. Of course, I'll never forget that. And I would go to school and play with the baby corn. Yes. Whatever happened to him? Well, he he grew up. He was going to be a, a, a an ear of corn. Mm. That was his dream. Yeah. Uh, but then he got he got pecked by a crow. Did he? I knew uh, I knew his his father. Old popcorn. I remember when I 
came home one day. Do you remember? You know the day? I think so. And mom had been made into carrot sticks. Julianne Carrots. Yeah, you called her Julie. That was that was her name. Which made it all so ironic. Yeah. You remember when I went off to college, what you said to me? I do. You said, take carrot, son. And you did. I did. I, I took a carrot. A couple. My sister and my brother. Because you needed a snack. All right, Caleb, we're going to look into this uh, and see if we can find a solution for you. All right, that sounds great. I can't wait to hear. All right, I think we've tracked down somebody who can help. Her name is Polly Betton. She's part of a team that has ad- addressed this problem. They make silent snacks for people going to the movies so that you don't annoy the people around you with your crunching. So, Polly, what kind of silent snacks did you guys come up with? Well, uh, we had a really nice drink, which was designed to reduce gastric juices. And uh, we had a reworked popcorn version, which was ground-up popcorn with dates and coconut butter and cocoa butter as well. And we also reworked crisps and made uh, really lovely, ever so slightly not quite crunchy pear crisps. So not actually crisp, crisps. No, sort of dehydrated to the point where they've got some really nice resistance and they, they're nice to eat, but they don't actually make that cracking noise when you bite into them. Okay, so let's talk about this popcorn then. So mm-hmm. h- how does that work? So it's it's popcorn, like when I go to the movie theater, I get a little, you know, box of, or bag of fresh pop popcorn. Is it, mm-hmm. how similar is it? It tastes very similar. You just don't get the crunch and you also don't get that annoying thing where the outside of the kernel gets stuck between your teeth. Mm. Oh yeah. Personally, I really hate that. <laughs> but We did a bit of experiment with the popcorn serve because initially when you think, okay, how do I make popcorn stop being so loud? You think, well, we'll make it damper. But damp popcorn's horrible. It's like yeah. eating wet cardboard really nasty. And then we thought, well, maybe we'll coat it with something and um, we tried using the butter which is the basis of white chocolate but it makes it quite greasy Mm. and it's still kind of loud so in the end we decided to take the popcorn apart and you still get the amazing flavor of the popcorn but we just bound it together again with some dates that make it nice and sweet so how ground up is the popcorn or is it popcorn dust or no it's still in recognizable pieces but it's quite small okay so it's not large enough that when you bite into each individual bit it makes a crunchy noise, but you still get that nice resistance and a certain amount of the texture. What about, so how, how do I, um, what container does it come in? Is it, does it come in like a bucket, and do I reach in and grab a fistful? Okay. <laughs> they all came in fabric bags, because one of the other things that's super annoying is when you get all of these, you know, understandably, crackly bits of packaging. Yeah. You know, if it's plastic-based, it's easier to seal, it keeps the air out. You know, it's a very sensible piece of design but it's not really made for an environment where you want to be quiet and discreet so we swapped it out for these really lovely little cotton drawstring bags for all of the packaging that sounds very fancy it is quite fancy as you were testing these various silent food products did it make you think about how much a part of the pleasure of eating is actually the sound and the crunch absolutely i mean i'm quite aware of this because we do a lot of food projects generally and we have a, a project called Edible Cinema, which is all about matching food and drink with certain moments in the film. So we spend quite a lot of time thinking about, firstly, the impact of the sound in the cinema at a given moment, but also the sensory aspects outside of just looking at the food. 
because if you're if you're making food to serve in the dark, you lose that initial impression. Give, give me an example of how that edible cinema, where you're kind of, I guess, timing the sound to the to the film. How does? Give me an example of how that works. Well, for example, with um, the first film we did was um, Pan's Labyrinth, and there are a couple of moments in there. There's one at the very beginning where they stop in a pine forest, and we just served a very simple um, pine smoked popcorn with um, a little scented napkin that was also pine scented, and uh, and. It doesn't just bring the aroma of the forest, but in that case, the crunching of the popcorn works to your favour, because as you're crunching down on it, it sounds an awful lot like their feet on the pine needles. Yeah, I guess you get sort of a, a, it's like a 3D effect, but in the audio. Exactly, and sometimes inside your own head. Well, Polly, thank you so much. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. All right, I, I think a good thing to do right now, we should, uh, we have some silent snacks here. We should, uh, we should test them out and you can hear what they sound like. Okay, I'll go first. It's very good. All right, uh, and uh, I'll try. I'll try this popcorn here. Oh. All right, I'm gonna bite into this caramel apple. Uh, this should be good. This is uh, pop rocks. Can't. Can't even feel them. Well, that does it for this week's show. What'd you learn, Ian? I learned that there are there are silent snacks out there for so that you're you're not annoying to other people in a movie theater. Yeah. And I am somebody who is very, very annoyed by the sound of other people chewing popcorn. There's nothing worse than people the, the sound of people eating. I mean, basically what they've come up with is what silent snacks are is it's the same snacks. They're just kind of pre-pulverized for you. The, the, all the work of chewing has already been done, so yeah. the sound of that, it, it's basically like there's a mama bird chewing up the food and regurgitating it into your mouth. You're, you are in the scenario the baby bird. So when you go to the concession stand, it's basically like you're going to a mama bird's mouth. Yeah, and if you, uh, I mean, if you live somewhere where silent snacks are not available, just when you go to the movies, bring a mama bird with you, mm-hmm. sit her down out uh, in the lobby, and people can bring by their snacks to, to you know, have them pre-masticated. And think about that, like, because I go, I like to have Sour Patch Kids at a movie theater. Mm-hmm. How fun would that be to watch a bird eat Sour Patch Kids? They can't pucker, what with the beak and all. So maybe it doesn't have any effect. Maybe for them, they're just kids. Or maybe they explode. Before we get to the credits, we want to tell you that on November 18th, we will be posting our last episode of How to Do Everything. The finale, in which all of your questions about where we came from, where we've been all this time, who Mike really is, those questions will finally be answered. It promises to be an explosive episode, unlike anything you've ever heard before. So basically, there's there's two more shows where we will be available to answer your questions. After that, you will have to just wonder... Yeah. So, so get them in now to how, how to at npr.org. Two weeks left. After that, you're on your own. Uh, no, one, no one will help you. No one. Or you can also use Google. You'll, you'll be all alone in the universe. Or go to a library. It's probably a librarian who'd be happy to talk to you. All, all of life will be suffering after November 18th. So get us your questions now. 
at howto at npr.org. Our show is produced by Candace Mattel with technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern this week is Michelle. Michelle uh, helped us out in between her frequent trips to the gym and her travel to Burma, which is also the same as Myanmar. Our artist in residence is Justin Witte. You can send us your questions, as we said right before this. You send them to us at howto at npr.org. Our website is howtodoeverything.org. At least it is for the next two weeks. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, our show is over. Just today's show. Not the whole show. That's That's in two weeks. Two weeks away. But if you want something else to listen to, uh, you can, of course, get car advice, tips, troubleshooting, and very occasionally, actual answers to your car questions with uh, the Car Talk podcast. You know Car Talk. It's with Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. Laugh along anytime by listening to the Car Talk podcast. You can find it on the NPR One app and at npr.org slash podcasts.